We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Mid-America's most trusted source for news, KMOX. At 5.03, it's a cloudy sky and 59 degrees downtown at the Arch. Today is Thursday, December 29th. I'm Michael Calhoun. Our top local story, another chaotic day for Southwest Airlines. Right now, 48% of Southwest flights at Lambert Airport are canceled or delayed, but Southwest expects to be back to regular scheduling tomorrow. CBS News travel editor Peter Greenberg tells KMOX. Well, if they're saying they're going to operate a full schedule tomorrow based on what's happened the last five days, I'm quite frankly pleasantly surprised to hear it, but still surprised. Southwest has canceled more than 13,000 flights since the meltdown began on December 22nd. We'll hear more from Greenberg coming up at 520. The fate of Illinois' new Safety Act is in question after a Kankakee Circuit judge ruled the provision ending cash bail violates the state constitution. Madison County Sheriff Jeff Connor says his department is standing by. You know, the Madison County Sheriff's Office is prepared to move forward with the new law, the way it's written. But we're also standing by before we implement it in case this is upheld or at least stayed until the Supreme Court can hear the case. As it stands, the ruling only applies to the 54 counties who are party to the lawsuit. Madison County sued to keep cash bail. St. Clair County did not. Well, we can't end the year without one more chapter in the McCloskey case. The McCloskeys are not getting their guns back. A St. Louis judge ruled this week the AR rifle and pistol they surrendered after pleading guilty to misdemeanor gun charges will not be returned because the governor's pardon of Mark and Patricia McCloskey has no bearing on their plea agreement. The weapons became famous after the couple pointed them at George Floyd protesters in front of their Central West End home in 2020. Sean Michael Lyle, KMOX News. Police and friends are searching by boat today for a missing iceberg surfer. 35-year-old Aaron Dunkey was last seen floating on a chunk of ice in the Missouri River near Washington, Missouri. That was about 1.30 Tuesday. He waved off Washington police as he passed and was supposed to meet up with family at 3.30 near Hinkley Bend, which is east of Washington, but never made it. He is white, thin with glasses, curly light brown hair, and facial hair. It appears choice in education will be a top priority for Missouri lawmakers in the new year. The issue of whether critical race theory is being taught in some public schools remains in dispute. But incoming Senate pro tem president Caleb Rowden says the focus shouldn't be on CRT. It should be on general transparency and accountability. You know, how much uh, accountability should parents have over being at one to be able to see what 
uh, their kids are being taught, and two, if they don't like it, if they don't think that it's uh, you know something that's reflective of their values, should they have the ability to do something about that? Like transferring schools or districts or the ability to get financial support for private school tuition, bills on those topics have been pre-filed for the session that begins January 4th. The public's invited to attend a celebration of Demetrius Johnson's life. The memorial is set for 1 p.m. Monday at Chaffetz Arena. A procession begins at noon from Johnson's Foundation, which has helped underprivileged families for nearly 30 years. Johnson's family is asking that any contributions be made to the Demetrius Johnson Foundation. The St. Louis native played football for McKinley High School before being drafted into the NFL, where he played for five seasons. He died from a heart condition on Christmas Eve at 61. Scott Jagow, KMOX News. You'll find more information about the service at KMOX.com. A person being released from prison will have a hard time turning their life around if no one will hire them or rent to them or if they have no money or support structure. Tom Casey with St. Louis's Criminal Justice Ministry says it's why so many end up back in prison. I think nationally about 60-some percent of people who are released from prison end up returning within three years. And we try to prevent that. We think... Uh, uh, we're having a study done right now, but we think as many as uh, 80% of the people who go through our program avoid reincar- reincarceration. Casey says they currently have 76 clients in fully furnished apartments. They help them find jobs, resources, mental health help, and other resources. The hope being after the 12-month program, the person is able to live independently as a tax-paying member of the community. The first mid-bank and trust business desk, Golf Magazine, is ranked the best golf courses in Missouri, and the St. Louis Country Club in Ladue comes out on top. The panel of experts puts Ozarks National at Big Cedar Lodge in second, with Bell Reeve in St. Louis third. Another local country club, Old Warson, came in fifth in the state. Overall, St. Louis Country Club was 80th on Golf Magazine's national list, with Pine Valley, New Jersey, as the nation's best golf course. And as we continue on Total Information PM, some good news from Southwest Airlines. For the first time since December 22nd, expect to have a full schedule on tap for tomorrow. At least that's what they say. To help us understand what comes next, we've got CBS News travel editor Peter Greenberg with us. And thanks for joining us. You got it. So do you think Southwest will be able to pull this off? Do you think they'll get their schedule uh, up and running to the extent they hope tomorrow? Well, if they're saying they're going to operate a full schedule tomorrow based on what's happened the last five days, I'm quite frankly pleasantly surprised to hear it, but still surprised. Now, remind us of the factors that went into this uh, and the fact that it was crews scattered all over the place and uh, that the airline really didn't know where they were. And so it's, it's been the last few days uh, maneuvering and rearranging and, and getting human beings in the right cities that they need to be. Well, if you go back and, and look at some numbers, anytime an airline shuts down for, let's say, 12 hours, it takes them a minimum of 36 hours to get back on track, to reunite crews with their planes, to find out where the planes are, get them back in the sequence, and then start trying to redo the schedule again. Well, this has been going on for five days. You've basically impacted 250,000 passengers a day. So I will be really interested to see how they get it all together tomorrow if you look at all those numbers adding up over the last five days, what they're going to try to do, of course, is operate flights, whether or not there's anybody on them, whether or not they're just full of bags and not people or full of people and not bags remains to be seen. And uh, in addition to getting everybody into place, you've got uh, folks who are still stranded in cities. So what's what uh, kind of a backlog might they still have to get through in terms of uh, passengers whose uh, tickets itineraries, you know, have been changed so many times? Not just the folks who have bought tickets specifically for Saturday or Sunday. Well, it's a numbers and a capacity game. The people who have tickets for tomorrow 
assuming Southwest operates, they have priority. They're holding bona fide reservations. So the people who are still stranded, guess what? They're still stranded. What Southwest was trying to do in throwing, throwing in the towel was to basically grind to a halt for four or five days and start over. But you still have to accommodate the people who had original reservations that evaporated when planes are already full. So it's, it's not going to be solved tomorrow, I can promise you that. We're talking with CBS News travel editor Peter Greenberg, and uh, I'd like to get your thoughts on some of the other airlines of what we've seen. Uh, Tickets that may have gone for hundreds of dollars previously are now costing thousands as people punch in, uh, you know, to AA.com, United.com, etc. Is is this price gouging, or how do you describe what's happening with the other airlines and ticket prices going up? Well, you know, it's not really price gouging because it's the law of supply and demand, but anytime you make a reservation online, and don't have a conversation, you deny yourself additional options. Both American and United have announced they are capping their ticket prices for stranded Southwest passengers so they can get them home as a courtesy. But that may not be reflected on on just an initial reservation made online when the airline doesn't know any of the other information. This is incumbent upon passengers to seek out that conversation, even if it means, you know, staying on hold longer than they want it. Oh, that's a good point, because somebody may just go to the, the website and say, wow, $2,033, I can't afford that. But if they call and talk to a human being and say, I'm not just buying a ticket because I'm trying to get home because I've been stranded, that, that can change the calculus? It can change the calculus. I'm a huge fan of having a conversation. I, I avoid kiosks and the Internet like the plague, because when you go online, even in the best of times, what you're seeing on your screen is not reflecting the entire inventory of that airline or on that day. It's only the allocation of tickets given to that particular online travel agency trying to sell you a ticket. So it's a, it's a little bit misleading. I know it's convenient, it's expedient, but it usually is not helpful. Now, what about going forward as people think about trying to avoid a situation like this? I've seen some experts in the last few days say that you can't depend on your ticket or your airline anymore. You've got to have alternate plans. You've got to really have uh, the financial means to uh, find a different way home. That that seems like it could prevent a lot of people from being able to, to travel in the first place if that's if that's the new standard. Do you agree with that? Is that? Well, in the short term, I don't I don't disagree with that, but I have to give you a caveat. I'm fully expecting the U.S. Department of Transportation to weigh in, not just with an enforcement action with a fine or a proposed fine against Southwest, but with a a much, very much detailed, delineated, and hopefully effective passenger bill of rights, which really would then spell out what the obligations of the airline are, what their responsibilities are, and what our responsibilities are, so we know exactly where we stand should the situation repeat itself. And long-term, what do you expect out of uh, Southwest Airlines? What changes do you think? Do you think changes might be, might be forced by this uh, whole situation? Oh, I fully expect them to change. You know, Southwest Airlines has a long-standing reputation, at least with me, of being an efficient and a dependable airline. But they were using antiquated technology. This came to bite them you know where. And uh, they don't really have a choice right now because it's not how much it costs for them to change. It's how much it's going to be worth it if they don't. Well, we'll be watching to see as Southwest Airlines hopes, expects to return to normal operations uh, coming up tomorrow after slashing two-thirds of the schedule recent days. CBS News travel editor Peter Greenberg, thank you for helping us get through this all. You got it. Now, three things to know. 
number three. A public service is planned for 1 p.m. Monday at Chaffetz Arena to remember a pillar of the St. Louis community. The event begins at noon with a procession from the Demetrius Johnson Foundation. His family asks that any contributions go to the foundation, which has served underprivileged kids for three decades. The former NFL player passed away Christmas Eve from a heart condition. He was 61. The next day, his family continued his mission by hosting a toy giveaway in North St. Louis. Scott Jagal, KMOX News. Number two. A circuit judge in Kankakee rules the elimination of cash bail in Illinois' new Safety Act violates the state constitution. State House Minority Leader Jim Durkin says this is what Republicans tried to tell Democrats when they passed the measure. After four attempts to fix this misguided and confusing scheme and a strong rebuke by the circuit court, we have an opinion that we have to now decide how it's going to work and how this is going to be applied statewide. Supporters of the new law have appealed to the Illinois Supreme Court and are hoping for a preliminary ruling before the law would take effect on Sunday. Number one. Southwest Airlines hopes to be back in business full-time tomorrow after canceling countless flights and leaving thousands of passengers stranded for the holidays. CBS travel editor Peter Greenberg has heard this hour on TIPM asked about other airlines now charging magnitudes more for tickets. Well, you know, it's not really price gouging because it's the law of supply and demand, but anytime you make a reservation online and don't have a conversation you deny yourself additional options. He says it's always a good idea to talk with a person and airlines like American are capping what they charge for those who are stranded. You can hear more by rewinding to 520 p.m. using the Odyssey app. The news continues on Total Information PM. Police and friends were searching by boat today for a missing iceberg surfer. 35-year-old Aaron Dunkey was last seen floating on a chunk of ice in the Missouri River near Washington, Missouri. That was about 1.30 Tuesday. He waved off Washington police as he passed and was supposed to meet up with family at 3.30 near Hinkley Bend, which is east of Washington, but he never made it. He is white, thin with glasses, curly light brown hair, and facial hair. You can see more and read more about 35-year-old Aaron Dunkey on on KMOX.com. Going from prison to the outside can be a very difficult experience. You get folks who are really desperate for how do they meet their basic needs? How do I, how do I find a safe place to stay? How do I find a job? Uh, many of them, you know, especially after a long term inside, it's like returning to a foreign land. You know, navigating, uh, how do I use a phone today? How do I, uh, you know, grocery stores are overwhelming, things like that. Tom Casey with Criminal Justice Ministry says they offer a number of services and resources to people out of prison, including 76 currently housed in fully furnished apartments around the area. He says about 60% of people released from prison end up back in prison. But of the people who go through their one-year program, about 80% stay out of prison. Illinois' latest idea for boosting tourism, a float in Monday's Rose Parade in Pasadena. The Enjoy Illinois float celebrates the famous landmarks, people, and culture of the state. It includes a nod to Southern Illinois' Garden of the Gods recreational area. Daniel Thomas is with the Illinois Office of Tourism. It not only puts us on a national and global stage, but it just gives us the opportunity to tell the Illinois story in a completely different light. It's taken about four months to build the float with hundreds of volunteers in California helping out. Well, you'll want to turn up the radio for this next story and take a sit back and listen to CBS's Steve Hartman with a powerful lesson in parenting. Just outside Salt Lake City, 46-year-old Shauna Austin is about to let you in on a secret. I've never talked about it. Ever. As we first reported a few months ago, when Shauna was 20 and single, she got pregnant. 
She says she wasn't ready to be a mom, so she made the difficult decision to place her baby for adoption. Do you remember holding him the first time? Absolutely. What was that like? He was perfect. And I knew I would have him for a short time. So I made every minute count with him. She called the boy Riley and says she held him for 72 hours straight until the time came to let go. Her Riley was now somebody else's Stephen. And at this point, like with most closed adoptions, a firewall went up between Shauna and Stephen's new parents. No communication whatsoever. And this went on for about a week. It was like, okay, this is the way it should be. She is part of our family. Adoptive parents Jennifer and Chris Schobinger say they had no interest in excluding the birth mother. You know, you can't have too many people loving you, right? Why couldn't he be both of ours? So, year after year, they sent Shauna piles of pictures and bound books detailing Stephen's every major and minor milestone. All so that when Shauna was ready and Stephen was ready, they could pick up right where they left off. The two reunited when Stephen was seven. Shauna taught him how to fish, and they have been reeling in the memories ever since. I was blessed beyond words. I kind of got best of both worlds for sure. Stephen is now 26, married with a brand new boy of his own, much to the delight of Grandma Shauna. That was really special. It just brought that full circle around. Especially when she heard the baby's name, <clears throat> Riley. Oh. Felt like that name was just supposed to be in the family. I think the lesson we've learned is that sometimes we create barriers where barriers don't need to be. And when we pull down those barriers, we really find love on the other side. Since we first told this story, that love on the other side has continued to grow. A holiday example to help us all live the life of Riley. Oh my gosh, he's so cute. Steve Hartman on the road in Lehigh, Utah. Thanks to Steve Hartman for that beautiful story. And if you miss anything, or maybe you want to share that story with somebody else, you can always download the Odyssey app and you can rewind, go to any point in time in the KMOX lineup you'd like, and then share that with your friends. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.